You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident fanalist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. So in this here second edition of the Monday podcast, we are going to be looking at the NFC North inside linebackers. And I can tell you fairly confidently that this will be one of the times, maybe one of only two, in which the Packers aren't uh, at or near the top. Although to be fair, you don't have to be very high to be near the top. But if you have not listened yet to the last podcast I did today, because there were two, uh, make sure you listen to the Edge Rush episode Um, I didn't actually rank what I thought was best to worst. I kind of just packaged it as best as I could. And as always, I'm pretty interested, uh, as well as this episode, interested in hearing your thoughts on how you would rank them. Based on the informaciones, hola. That's old school Spanish. You don't even know about that. It's like old English, but it's old Spanish. You don't know. I majored in it, so so there. So the good thing about this particular episode is that um, there aren't very many inside linebackers. We're going to focus on the starters, and it's not that confusing. The only one I might struggle with a, a tad is going to be the Detroit Lions because everybody's so bad, I don't even know who's going to be a starter. Everybody has a shot. Also, they drafted a guy in the second round, but from everything I've heard and from what I understand, he's kind of garbage. So <laughs> it's kind of just up in the air a little bit. But, you know, again, he has a shot because he was drafted in the second round and everybody else is really bad. But anyways, before we get into all that good stuff... Uh, preliminarily, which I found out is a word, which disappoints me because I wanted that to be my own word, make sure you check out the link in the description. See if you can't help me out and help yourself out in the process. Got uh, PFF uh, discounts. I think it's 15% off if you use use the link that I provide. Uh, PFF giveaway if you leave a five-star review. Got some sweet merch. Otherwise, if you want to just help me directly, there's some ways that you can do that as well. But we're going to take our break. And we'll get back to talking about these inside linebackers. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. 
Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. All right, so let's start with what I do know, or at least what I think I know. For the Packers, primarily, I'm looking at uh, Blake Martinez and Oren Burks. Oren didn't have a great year last year, um, but, you know, the Packers have kind of moved on and understand that a lot of it was sort of mental processing, not really understanding stuff, hoping that that can get turned around. Um, Otherwise, we've got James Crawford. Uh, We drafted Ty Summers in the seventh round. I don't have nearly as high of expectations as everybody else, but he's got a shot. I mean, you know, no reason he can't supplant James Crawford as the number three. We'll see what he can do. But that's going to be my focus is Blake Martinez and Oren Burks, at least in terms of, you know, I'm going to rank them. That's kind of what I'm looking at primarily. Uh, for the Vikings, primarily it's going to be Anthony Barr and Eric Hendricks. And then secondarily, uh, Eric Wilson and Ben Gideon are kind of second tier, I guess. So that's what that is. For the Bears, it's going to be primarily Danny Trevathan and Roquan Smith. And uh, Kwiatkowski is going to be sort of that uh, backup kind of guy. Detroit, ugh. Jared Davis is kind of top dog. Christian Jones was last year the other guy. So seemingly what happens with four or three teams is you're primarily just going to have two because you're in your nickel, just like every other team. But then you've got a a third guy or a rotation of a third guy in the case of the Minnesota Vikings. For the Detroit Lions, as best as I can tell, that third guy is going to be Jalen Reeves-Mabin. But then again, we've got Jelani Tavai, who's going to be stepping in. What role exactly he's going to play, I don't know. Um, Seemingly, he would be next to Jared Davis, maybe replacing Christian Jones, because I don't think you want your second-round picked to be the third rotational guy replacing Jalen Reeves-Maven, but that could be the case. The biggest problem I have here is that Jared Davis is arguably the worst linebacker that they have, and um, so it's a question of, you know, is he going to replace the guy who got the most snaps, who's the worst? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But that's kind of the situation for Detroit. So for the sake of keeping things kind of simplistic, I'm just going to look at guys that had at least 100 snaps. That would include Oren Burks, it includes Jalen Reeves-Maben, Ben Gideon, you know, guys that we need to be on this list here. Also includes uh, Antonio Morrison, obviously, because he was the primary number two last year. But whatever. This, so this is going to be the group. There's 13 of them. Blake Martinez, Danny Trevathan, Anthony... Well, I shouldn't do that because <laughs> I've got it in order of, of uh, best defensive grade. But bottom line is nobody, again, overall PFF grade had a really substantial grade. There were three guys that were considered good, and that's it. Blake Martinez was number one, Danny Trevathan number two, Anthony Barr number three. Now this is an area where everybody's going to disagree because even Packer fans don't like Blake Martinez. I don't really know why, they just don't. They don't think he's all that great, they you know, think he's very replaceable. Based on this, I would kind of argue that. I'm not saying he's elite, obviously I just said nobody in this group is super great at least, you know, last year. Vikings fans are going to freak out. Bears fans are going to freak out because they already think Roquan is a freak. Vikings fans love Anthony Barr and and Eric Hendricks as best as I can tell. They seem to think that they're pretty good. I'm pretty sure Lions fans know know the score, though. But that's it. About half of the remaining are given average grades, and then about half are not great. So below average, Jalen Reeves, Maven, Nick Quick, Kwiatkowski, Antonio Morrison, Jared Davis, and the only guy that was graded as abysmal garbage trash was Oren Burks. So the Packers had the best linebacker and the worst linebacker. Everybody else, Gideon Wilson, Kendricks, uh, Smith, uh, Roquan Smith, and Christian Jones, who I didn't mention, but uh, 
Why don't I? Yeah, I, I must. I mentioned him. Never mind. Yeah, he's the number two guy. I just don't know his name, which is weird. But I guess why would I? Run defense, which is kind of what you mostly equate um, inside linebackers to, kind of a similar situation. Four guys that were given good grades. I guess we can call it five because he was right on the edge. Three were below average. Two of them were kind of trash. So the guys that were considered good, but not even close to very good, nobody hit the 75 mark. Same is true with overall defense. But Anthony Barr, Eric Wilson, Nick Kwiatkowski, Danny Trevathan, Christian Jones. Guys that were average, Eric Kendricks, Ben Gideon, Jalen Reeves-Mabin, and uh, Antonio Morrison and Blake Martinez. Guys that were bad or below average, Roquan Smith, bad Oren Burks, terrible Jared Davis. So in terms of run defense, and again, I said this... Uh, what was it, yesterday when I talked interior, there was a problem with the run defense, particularly tackling and everything else. It just, it wasn't there. Of all the linebackers, the best linebacker we had against the run was Antonio Morrison, who was ninth out of 13. The f- Out of the five worst run-defending linebackers, three of them were Packers, Antonio Morrison, Blake Martinez, and Oren Burks. And yes, Bears fans, I said Roquan Smith. Tackling, we had a couple standouts, Nick Kwiatkowski and Ben Gideon. Uh, Nick Kwiatkowski had an elite tackling grade. Ben Gideon was very close. Pretty big drop-off, but still two guys that were considered very good, Anthony Barr and Danny Trevathan. Um, Good, Christian Jones, Eric Hendricks, Roquan Smith, Blake Martinez, and Oren Burks. Props to Oren. Average Jalen Reeves-Maven, below average Eric Wilson and Jared Davis, and the one guy that was just horrific at tackling was Antonio Morrison. If If you're noticing a pattern here, there's always somebody at the very rock bottom, and it's always a Packer. Also notice we've done nothing to rectify the linebacker situation. Pass rush. Uh, Borderline elite pass rusher Anthony Barr. Probably shouldn't surprise too many people because that's kind of what his whole thing was. Even coming out of college, but whatever. Um, Other guys that are good, Danny Trevathan, Jared Davis, Eric Wilson, and Roquan Smith. Average Antonio Morrison, Nick Kwiatkowski, Blake Martinez, and Ben Gideon. Below average Eric Hendricks, Jalen Reeves-Maven, Christian Jones, and last and also least, Oren Burks, who is last in several categories. Finally, coverage, and this is one area where, again, Packers fans probably don't want to give the credit, but there's only one guy that stood out in the very good category, and that's Blake Martinez. The second highest graded cover linebacker was Roquan Smith, but he wasn't even good. He was graded as average. So Blake Martinez was 82.6, Roquan was 67.8. That was the massive drop-off. Blake was the only one that was any good at it, and it was by a mile. Other guys that were average, Danny Trevathan, Jared Davis, and Eric Hendricks. Below average, Anthony Barr, Christian Jones, Ben Gideon, Jalen Reeves-Maben, and Eric Wilson. Guys that were bad at it, Antonio Morrison, Nick Kwiatkowski, and yes, Oren Burks, who Packers fans believe is a great coverage linebacker. Although, if I may reiterate what I've said several times, being close to somebody who catches the ball and then tackling them is not necessarily great coverage. That always that drove me nuts. I know I know guys get excited about new players and it's like, ooh, Oren Burks is going to be so good, and then you know he tackles a guy that catches a pass and it was like, oh, did you see how fast he was? He was right there. It's like I don't care about right there. Make a play, you know, break up the ball or don't do. I don't know, whatever. Just saying. Um, pressures, which are significantly less important with interior guys. But uh, Jared Davis actually racked up 30, which is pretty impressive, but he also rushed the passer a lot more than anybody else. I'm not going to bother doing all the math because I'm running low on time, and it's not really worth it for, you know, this kind of thing. 
and stops I'll do it, but that's because they provide that information. But uh, total pressures, Jared Davis and Anthony Barr, both of the guys who rushed over 100 times. Next was Blake Martinez. He only rushed 84 times, racked up 19 total pressures. So as a percentage, probably close to or better than Anthony Barr. Jared Davis kind of stands alone. Uh, Trevathan with 18, and then a big drop-off, Roquan with 11. Also a drop-off in how many times. So it's pretty big correlation between how many times they tried and how many times they got there. I'm guessing it's a relatively even number for a lot of these guys. Um, Again, just looking at numerics, uh, sacks, six for Jared Davis, five for Roquan, four for Blake, three for Antonio, or Antonio, Anthony Barr. And then it's just twos and ones and zeros all the way down. By the way, props to Oren Burks for getting a sack with only 10 pass rush attempts. That's pretty stellar. Looking at tackling, which is kind of a, a big thing. Number one, Probably not super surprisingly, but uh, Blake Martinez. Number two was Roquan, but uh, Roquan deserves a massive round of applause. So if you look at it, it's it's Blake Martinez 96, Roquan 95, and then a massive drop-off down to 79 for Danny Trevathan, and then 74, and so it's pretty big difference. However, if you look at the number, Blake Martinez had 1,000 snaps, 422 uh, run defense snaps. I think the next highest was Jared Davis with 392, which is kind of close. But Roquan Smith played against the run 265 times. It's not half, but it's kind of close, and he had one less tackle. So if you're looking for glimmers of Roquan breaking out and having a good year, that's a heck of a number. That's ridiculous. To give some context, um, Blake Martinez, 22.7%. So on 22.7% of the rushing plays, um, about a quarter of the time, Blake Martinez made the tackle. Pretty good. Roquan was 26%. It's a pretty big difference. More than one quarter of the time, Roquan's making the tackle. That's crazy. A lot of players on a football team, to get one quarter of the tackles is nuts. Similarly, he tied with stops, and we'll get to the percentages because, again, PFF breaks that down. But uh, Blake Martinez and Roquan Smith both had 47 stops. Great numbers. Uh, Danny Trevathan, 42, and Jared Davis, 40. But Roquan definitely stands out again because only 265 total run defense snaps, and he tied for the most stops, which, again, is a negative play for the offense. Uh, Because coverage is kind of a thing with uh, linebackers as well, looking just at reception percentage, first of all, Ben Gideon had 66.7, which was the top. Then Eric Kendricks and Anthony Barr was 73%. Antonio Morrison stood out, as far as reception percentage, as the worst, giving up 100% of the total throws in his direction, 9 out of 9. Blake Martinez, by the way, was 81.5. But more importantly than the percentage, um, touchdowns, interceptions, breakups, and passer rating. Uh, Danny Trevathan gave up 5 touchdowns. Blake gave up 4. Anthony Barr and Eric Hendricks each gave up 3. Jared Davis, 2. Christian Jones, 2. Nick Kwiatkowski and Roquan Smith, each 1. Everybody else gave up 0. Interceptions, Eric Kendricks and Danny Trevathan had two picks. Roquan Smith had one. Nobody else had an interception. Pass breakups, Eric Kendricks was kind of all over the place. Again, most picks and most pass breakups with five. Roquan had three. Blake, and Jared, Dave, Blake Jared Davis, Christian Jones, Danny Trevathan, two, and Ben Gideon, one. Best passer ratings, uh, Eric Wilson, Roquan Smith, Jay, just, just in order. Jalen Reeves-Maben, Ben Gideon, Oren Burks, Eric Hendricks, Jared Davis, Antonio Morrison, Danny Trevathan, Christian Jones, Blake Martinez, Anthony Barr, and Nick Kwiatkowski. So those are the coverage stats. I'm sure the question of how is Blake Martinez 11th in NFL passer rating, but number one by far in coverage grade? I don't know. You'd have to watch the film and find out, I guess. Again, th- they're two different things. It's why when I did my... Um, grades, overall grades for 
college football prospects. I took grades because that was film breakdown. I took stats because that's production. And I took strength of schedule because that is not incorporated in grades or stats. So I wanted to use that as sort of a, a multiplier kind of thing. Those are three separate categories. Although there is expected to be some form of correlation, and it is surprising to see such an inverse relationship, it's still important to remember they're different categories. Looking at run-stop percentage, not a big surprise at all that Roquan Smith was at the top. The one thing that is somewhat surprising, Danny Trevathan was very close. He was at 9%. So pretty high-impact linebackers in terms of you know tackling and um, stops, which is the majority of what you're being asked to do. And then taking a look also at what Roquan was able to do in coverage, he did a decent job there. It's a pretty solid unit, man. Um, Eric Wilson and Antonio Morrison, 7.4 and 7.2. Then a bit of a drop-off. Eric Kendrick, 6.4. Jared Davis, 6. Blake Martinez, 5.9. Christian Jones, 5.4. Ben Gideon, 4.9. Anthony Barr, 4.1. Also have to adjust my plays because this is just run plays so i dropped it to 40 jalen reeves maben and uh 8.5 oren burks 4.2 he was second from the bottom above only anthony barr tackling efficiency again not super important but the two that definitely stand out nick kwiatkowski who didn't miss a single tackle and then ben gideon at uh, 46 percent otherwise it's it's you know 18 14 14 13 11 it's just kind of a slow gradual thing but those two stand out as, as solid tacklers Yes, the Packers are near the bottom again. Um, out of 13, Blake Martinez was 8th, Oren Burks was 10th, Antonio Morrison was 12th. A little bit more in-depth coverage um, grades. You know, they've got yards per snap, snaps per target, and snaps per reception. So yards per snap being on on a given snap in coverage, how many yards are you going to give up? Uh, the top guys, uh, the top two that really stand out, Jalen Reeves-Maben and Anthony Barr, um, 0.56 and 0.59. It jumps up to 0.8 with Jared Davis, Eric Wilson, Blake Martinez, then 0.9-ish Danny Trevathan, Christian Jones, and and Antonio Morrison. The guys who are above one, Nick Kwiatkowski, Roquan Smith, Oren Burks, uh, Eric Hendricks, and Ben Gideon. Snaps per target, which, you know, again, it it just kind of depends what you're looking for, and, and, you know, you got to know what we're talking about. This is how many snaps before somebody actually throws in your direction. Typically, this would denote you're solid in coverage, right? They're just not throwing in your direction because you're covering the guy. So it kind of goes beyond, you know, if you figure you're in coverage a lot and there's one big play that's going to be kind of skewed. So you look at stats, it looks pretty high, but it doesn't really say, well, how many times did you have good coverage? This is one area where maybe that kind of gives that impression, although it's possible occasionally the guy's wide open, the quarterback doesn't see him. But generally speaking, this is means you're pretty good in coverage. The guy that definitely stands out, again, Jalen Reeves may have been 14.3 snaps per every target. The only other two guys above 10, Anthony Barr and Antonio Morrison. Um, in the nines, Blake Martinez and Janny Trevathan, and then it's just kind of a free fall. Uh, the guys that are in the sixes, which is the lowest category, and Eric Kendricks, Roquan Smith, Eric Wilson, Oren Burks, and Ben Gideon, uh, giving up between uh, a, a, a target every six to six and a half plays. However, probably more important than targets is receptions, because if they throw at it, throw at you and you break it up or get an interception, right? So snaps per reception now. Again, number one is Jalen Reeves-Maben. Once every 19 snaps, he gives up a reception. Anthony Barr, 16. Danny Trevathan, 12. Uh, Blake Martinez, 11. Antonio Morris, 11. Jared Davis, 10.8. Kendricks, 9. Gideon, 9. Kwiatkowski, 8. Roquan, 8. Christian Jones, 8. Eric Wilson, 8. Oren Burks, 7.8. They weren't exactly 8, but I just, whatever. So, and I, you know, I don't mean to dog Oren Burks. It just, 
I, I, the only reason I do it, again, is a lot of the times I'm just trying to pull in the correct direction. Packer fans are too big on Oren Burks. Understand what he actually was. They threw at Oren Burks a lot because he wasn't covering the guy well, and then he gave up the reception. He also gave up a lot of yards per snap, more so than almost any other linebacker. Now, potential through the roof, right? He's a better athlete than Blake Martinez, but he's got to get the mental part of it down. So, anyways, I'm not going to get into pass rush productivity. That's kind of useless in my mind. Just don't care that much. But look, overall, in my mind, I think I like the Bears linebackers the most. Now, again, if I'm just looking at grades and whatnot, it's a bunch of just kind of mediocre football players. Nobody's super great. But I love the potential of Roquan Smith. I don't think there's a linebacker in the NFC North that has anywhere near the potential of Roquan Smith. I, you know, I get a chuckle out of the fact that he didn't pan out. It gets me excited. Maybe he's going to be a bust. You never know. He is soft, which is the reason I didn't care for him too much. But there's no question with his athleticism and, and all that kind of stuff, looking at, you know, what he has to build on from last year, I really like that. And then you got a decent supporting cast with both Danny Trevathan and Nick Kwiatkowski. I like that group. It's not great. It's not elite. But as far as the NFC North goes, I'm happy to put that number one. Number two, I would probably put pretty close behind, which is the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I've talked extensively about how I think Anthony Barr and Eric Wilson or Eric Hendricks are overrated, but that's you know again in the context of the NFC North, they're good linebackers. I just don't like that Anthony Barr and Eric Hendricks are seen as like elite linebackers. I don't know if they are anymore, but you know a year, two years ago, they were like freaks, and I'm looking at it and going, mm, I don't think so. You know, two years ago when the the Minnesota Vikings defense was just out of control elite and in 2015 Anthony Barr was very very good but the bottom line is outside of 2015 neither Anthony Barr or Eric Hendricks have ever had really that great of years but again in the context of the NFC North I'll take a Barr and Kendricks any day of the week behind that is is kind of tough I think Oren Burks is the best linebacker clearly between the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers um and I, I probably am going to go Green Bay Packers. The only thing I don't like about the Packers is the complete lack of depth. Zero depth whatsoever. Blake Martinez is a decent linebacker. I think he's underrated. Oren Burks was terrible last year. James Crawford, um, I, I don't know that he can do very much of anything, right? Morrison was the guy that we talked about from last year, but he's gone. In my mind, the Packers have one linebacker. And if, if, if there was an injury to occur, think about it from that perspective. If Roquan Smith gets hurt... It's not a good situation at all, but they basically just go back to the same linebackers they had two years ago. If Anthony Barr gets hurt, you still got Kendricks and whatever, and it's not a great situation, but, you know, it's not dire. If the Lions lose a linebacker, nobody would notice because they don't have any now anyways. If Blake Martinez gets hurt, it is just game over. Now, again, Oren Burks and, and you know, as far as potential goes, Oren Burks, well, I guess I'll give some love to Jelani Tavai as far as having potential, especially since we saw Oren Burks have a bad year and he was a later draft pick. But I'll, I'll say Oren Burks has at least the third most potential of anybody in the NFC North. But still, ugh. So I, I think in order I would probably go Bears, Vikings, Packers, and Lions. And I think from Bears and Vikings, it's not that big of a drop. I think from Vikings to Packers, it's a fairly substantial drop. Even though I think Blake Martinez is arguably better than each one of those guys individually, at least on that, on par with, with either of them, I would argue better, but whatever. The fact of not having anybody else is a problem. So I would say there's a drop from the Vikings down to the Packers, and then from the Packers to Detroit, there's maybe a, a, another decent drop. 
because despite Jalen Reeves may have been showing up in, in several categories in terms of coverage, um, he's just not a very good linebacker, and it's why he couldn't even get on the field over Christian Jones and Jared Davis, who are not good linebackers. So that's kind of how I see that uh, shaking up. But anyways, uh, like I said, this is going to be a short one. Let me know what you think and how you would rank them. That's my ranking. Uh, otherwise, enjoy your Monday. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.